You're listening to Very Loose Women. listening to Very Loose Women and our opening track was CC Peniston finally. So as usual I'm joined by Emma and Leo. Hi. <laughs> and tonight we are also really excited to have a very special guest. We have the model and founder of Girls Talk, Adwa Aboa, and she is joining us to talk about why girls need to talk and how she set up a platform to do just that. Hi Adwa, thanks so much for coming. I think she's got the giggles for that. Fine. She's so <laughs> happy to be live on air. Oh yeah. Sorry, that was just so funny. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it. It's great to meet you as well. Uh, but first up, as usual, we always do our gripe or mini celebration of the week. Emma, I hear you've got a particularly exciting one. I did not say it was exciting. My gripe of the week is just like I never wear matching socks. I always lose my socks, so I just always put on a random pair of mismatched socks. And it's the worst feeling when they're not the same length or size. You know when one's like up to your shin and one's just around your ankle Mm. and you're walking around, it's so uncomfortable. You know also like different tightness of elastic. I can imagine, yeah, it's also Drives me crazy. But I've actually been stewing that gripe for ages. Like every week I remember how annoying it is. So yeah, that's my gripe of the week, different size socks. My gripe is stewed as well. And uh, it's about, it's more of a mini celebration actually than a gripe, but I did my taxes on Monday night. And I should have done them over the weekend, but anyway, I went into it with like a sentiment of dread, but ended up really enjoying myself because I felt that like going through my bank statements was sort of reliving a year and a half ago, actually, because the tax deadlines are so weird. So there was like, for example, one like wine that I got in the pub near your house just after I got back from Papua New Guinea. And it was a lovely, lovely time that we had together. And I was just so happy to relive it through my bank statement taxes. We hadn't seen each other for a long time. You'd have been on this adventure. We had a big catch up. We got a bit drunk. You should do average for like HMRC or whatever it is like and I love filling in my taxes you can too tax deadline 31st of January wow what about you Catherine my gripe is when you are a little bit busy and you're in a rush so you're trying to really cut down on your shower time you're still having a shower but you're trying to keep it short and then when you try and wash your hair you somehow accidentally forget a whole chunk of your head so you've gone through the hassle of washing and conditioning and maybe even styling your hair, but a huge part of it is still really the other day I found like greasy. Like two days after I washed I my hair. I don't have that problem. Never <laughs> I found like a whole clump of conditioner and it was all golden. So it felt it felt like my ear was like molting stars. It was wonderful. I loved it. That sounds like a celebration. Yeah, yeah I've not had that yet, but I'll, uh, so I'll look. <laughs> Do you have a gripe? Um, my gripe is that I feel like I've got a chip stuck in my throat. And I've and tried I, to convince you that it's all in your head. And yeah, that's, and that's I feel like it's a massive, not a crisp, a chip. A literal chip. A literal yeah. chip is stuck in my throat. And so have you tried to fix that? My dad told me to eat some bread. It's not doing anything. Um, 
I'm hoping. I just, I'm just imagining like a massive like chunky chip stuck in. It's stuck like <laughs> blocking so my throat. Like, crinkle fry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if any les- listeners have any advice on throat chips, then at VLW Radio tweet us oh, good That's plug <laughs> you're an expert you're welcome. uh okay i think we should get on to our main topic first of all adwa thanks so much for coming can you tell us a little bit about your background how girls talk came about born and raised in london in west london and i mean up until probably two years ago i've just always lived there and then i moved to la and now i'm moving to new york been modeling since I was about 17 around about then but I finished school and I did a degree in theater and then I kind of now I'm full-time but it's always kind of been on and off and doing other things at the same time and girls talk came about mm, maybe a year ago now it's not we haven't been online for a year but I think probably the idea and the and my thought process around it started a year and a bit ago once I'd because I've been like sober for two two years now so around about then um and it did you ask me how it started well what was the idea first of all maybe yeah. if we start with like when you first started having that idea what was what was brewing um it was just I just got out of had lots of help along this really bumpy road that I was kind of like, had taken. But I'd been given so much help along the way and it was it was all those people that kind of just really, they kind of really got that idea spinning in my head. I was going to meetings, mostly all women meetings and was like finally for the first time able to like start talking about what was actually going on in my life and how I was actually feeling and these were all like very simple ways you know it was all very simple I never you know thought it was fine to say wake up that morning be like you know what I'm not feeling good today this is going on this is going on this is going on and that's where girls talk really stemmed from is this this want to have to this personal want to have a space where I was allowed to share. So the idea is to spread that out um, to other spaces. Well, yeah, I really want it to be in schools, but that's kind of that's the plan. But for the time being, it's online, and we do our events, and I have started touring around schools. Um, so it, it's. It's still a baby, but I would love for it to be in schools. I think that's, like, the first place it should be. Um, What were the kind of topics, then, that you wished you'd have somewhere to talk about when you were at school or growing up? What what were some of the topics I wanted to talk about? Yeah, what were the issues that you felt you couldn't talk about? They were... I mean, I just felt like I couldn't talk about anything. It wasn't necessarily... And they weren't always just... They weren't always big things, you know. Sometimes it was... I don't know, I was always quite shy and I don't know. So, you know, maybe it was when I lost my virginity or this boy that I fancied or the fact that no boys fancied me at that time and I didn't understand why or, you know, that I'd just gotten my period. There was all these different things that are just part of life and part of growing up, but I was a mute, unable to even, like, say anything that was personally going on in my life. So there was a kind of gulf between p- 
people who had that knowledge about, say, why people might, I don't know, for example, boys' attitudes towards you at a certain age, which I think by the time we're 30, we maybe haven't like really figured out, but we've got a bit more of an understanding on. Yeah, and then what so like your peers might have been saying. Yeah, and it's also, you know, now I don't really care if you don't want me, you don't want me. But at that age, you know, someone rejecting you was like the end of the world. And how nice would it have been to have... Because they are all these things are just part of growing up when there's no way that I or you can like flush these out and make life perfect. It would be great if we could, but someone breaking up with you or someone or your friend kissing the boy that you fancied for three years of your school life, that's just how it is. And it's, but like, wouldn't it be lovely if we could go, you know, that hour between Monday and Friday and you have a, you know, out with your girlfriend and some amazing woman who comes into school, maybe she works in the school, and you have that time to be like, you know, this is how it made me feel. Mm. This, you know, is not, that the, I, all the things that kept on happening were always making me feel a certain way. I just had, was un, completely unable to explain what they were, those feelings. So girls talk at the moment, what kind of um, support and advice are you able to give? How is it operating? So I think you've got a really huge Instagram following, for example. Is that the main format for it? Yeah, so we have our Instagram, but now we have our website and we have um, Dr. Lauren, who's our online psychologist. And then we have Fifth Vital Sign, who are coming on as our sexual education um, educators. And they're amazing. Lauren, you know, will answer any email that you have, any qualm, any struggle, any happiness. She's like the first person to call. So um, anyone out there anyone can, can just write in. Yeah, so any. maybe it's a good time to plug the website. Oh, yes. Yeah, so um, girls Talk with a U. Um, www.girlstalk.com. Yeah. So if anyone is listening right now and wants to, so you can just write in. If I had an issue, I could just write to. Uh, this psychologist and mm -hmm. I would get a response yeah and mm -hmm. she's our online psychologist she's amazing and she's both you know I was doing it at the beginning and I still write to certain girls that I've been writing to since Girls Talk started and it's not you know she also says on the website you can see you know it's not Girls Talk isn't we're not gonna like she's there to like listen and she's she's trained as a psychologist, so she knows much better. You know, I was doing it, and it's kind of what was amazing is a lot of girls they didn't they weren't asking me to like s solve all their problems. It really was just I needed someone to listen to, and it gave me as much. It was great for me as well to have that kind of weird online relationship with someone who was a complete stranger, but that gave me that that time. Um, to kind of process stuff. Um, so you talked a little bit about how lots of people have been opening to you personally and through the platform and it's really growing. Um, what kinds of things, themes come through from young people that are contacting you? Do you find that a lot of them talk about social media, for example, or is there just something that stands out as being a real issue today affecting young girls? I, do, I, I wouldn't say there's one particular issue. Um, it, it varies from kind of, you know, I'm 20-something and I haven't lost my virginity or my 
haven't got a good relationship with my mum or, you know, I've got, you know, there are some cases where they've had, you know, traumatic past of, like, depression and, you know, sometimes it's substance abuse. But, you know, in schools when I've, like, it's been really great actually going into the schools and, like, talking to the girls because you get a better kind of grasp of what's actually going on. And in there it seems... It's really important for me to know because I haven't been at school for a while, I'm 24, so it's like things have changed. But it seems to me like it's very much similar things. I mean, social media definitely is like come in with a boom, So, and I didn't have that at school. So that's definitely one of the main things that I see is kind of taking people for a ride. I suppose with social media, there's the positive side of having your online profile and your presence and connecting with people and then there's also the negative and it feels like a bit of a double-edged sword because obviously girls talk uses social media in a really positive way and you can present uh you know good uh, role models and images that are body positive but it also has a dark side and that's quite confusing for young people as well yeah and i know that you uh mentioned that you're a model professional model you still model now how did that affect your sort of self-image and self-esteem? Is that something that's maybe been a positive and a negative? Or is it something that you, you know, you have a relationship with the fashion industry that maybe that some of those girls can identify with and see that you're a role model in that sense too? Yeah, I definitely think it's been a positive and more so a positive now. I mean, modelling, I grew a second skin so I'm like, t- I'm definitely a tough person. I've I've dealt with a lot of rejection, mainly on my looks. You know, I wasn't when I first started modelling. They weren't like praising me for my personality. Now more so, like I, they're I'm praised for girls talk and other stuff that I do outside of just like being in magazines. Um, but it wasn't until I really took a time time out from modelling when I kind of started dealing with my drug and depression issues that I really was like okay modeling definitely had its play you know had some major effects on me in the way I was looking at myself um and I I I think I was just so it it you don't realize that every job every time someone says no to you every time you get your hopes up for something being around the most beautiful girls you know it's you don't realise that it's just like, it's, yeah, I don't know what the word is. It's it's chipping away at you, and until you have take that time to actually like be like, oh god, okay, it really has had some effects on me. Now, I sit in it when I really want that job. Okay, yes, it's this really. I you know I don't deny that I feel sad about it or rejected or a bit you know less than. But I sit in it and then I move on instead of just ignoring it. Um, getting us all to open up about our feelings, I think, is really important. And obviously, as we are very loose women, we have understand and kind of focus on girls' spaces. But can you talk about why it was important to you to have kind of female-only spaces or why you focused on girls? Um, it was the women's meeting that I went into that was the first pivotal moment where I was like, OK, this is all girls, this is all women. Um, and it only because 
Not necessarily because, I mean, I have the most amazing, especially my dad, I have an amazing male figure in my life and I talk to him as much as I talk to my mum. So it's not necessarily that I don't feel, and my therapist and my doctor are all men, but there was something in that room when it was just all women that was magical. It was the women were saying, you know, I'm having problems with my husband or maybe they were having an affair or someone was, you know, kind of, complaining about their children and there was not one bit of judgment in that room. No one was scared that the man over there might think they're a bit of a psychopath or they're, a, you know, it was just completely raw and authentic. And I only think you can have that with when it's just women and women. Yeah, so that's why. When, um, when you're speaking to young women, so people who are maybe in the last two grades of their school, mm. um, that's an age when in terms of looks because um they're changing they're a bit more vulnerable to um like mass media i guess and like in your role um in your day job has that informed the way that you speak to them when they have these questions if they come to you with questions which they i might or might not have done about their looks or how they're feeling about the way that they're changing yeah, th I went to school the other day and this girl said this, I can't remember how she put it, but she was like, does it ever change when you you want so much to fit in but you're also trying to stand out? Mm. It's like this, throughout school you're being pulled. Mm. Either way, you know, you want to fit in, you don't want to stand out, but you don't want to look like everyone else. You don't want to have the... And it's just, you know, it must be exhausting. I mean, I know I found it exhausting at school. So to answer that question, I mean, now... I'm just very honest. Like, I'm still going through some of the things that these girls uh, mm. talk to me about. So Yeah, and it doesn't when, end when, we f when yeah. we're in school. Yeah. And, you know, so when they ask me, you know, does it change? And I was like, it does. I, don't, I can't tell you when, but there is a moment where you wake up. I'm sure you've all had this as well. You wake up one morning and you're just like, I don't care as much. Mm. I do, but I'm not going to do it for you anymore. So, yeah. Um, I was just wondering, I guess this is an open question to everyone, just what kind of things we wished we'd had more space to talk about at school and we didn't, and we feel like we didn't really get a chance? I feel like at school I was very, very obsessed with my grades. And yeah, I've, I've had a lot of girls come to me about that. And I, I don't feel I would have, um, because of that, I had the space where I spoke to my sisters. I watched a lot of um, kind of teen sitcoms um, on my <laughs> like at home on my dad's <laughs> bed. Doing your girls talk to you. <laughs> but but that's it. I found I found it like very difficult to speak to other girls my age because I I I don't I don't think I've ever really thought about why. I was very concerned about like deadlines coming up or and um, and and so I didn't really give myself the space to I guess because I always thought it was more important to get my homework done. I, I, and I think that was very detrimental to my <laughs> mental health. Well, that's kind of, well, not exactly that, but speaking of mental health, I think something I wish I'd be able to share with people and talk about more is like how how we promote good mental health amongst ourselves, like what we can do to do that. Yeah, that's, and, yeah. I mean, these are all things that come up. Like girls were like, so what do we do when so-and-so, you know, our really good friend is feeling like this and it's mm. just so hard. I can't even tell, you know, what did everyone do when they saw me falling to bits? It's like don't want to listen to someone you're not going to listen to them but it is it's so, still something i need to know it's like how do we look after everyone around us how do we keep an eye out on our friends and, and ourselves, our, and ourselves? Yeah. i think it's hard sometimes if you maybe in your family unit 
you don't feel like you can identify with the other women in your life. So I'm really close to my mum, but definitely when I was growing up, the things that I was interested in and was worried about, she maybe didn't know about so much. And I didn't have older sisters or female cousins. And it was just, there wasn't kind of someone who was a little bit closer in age to me that Mm I identified with. And then I felt like the experience my friends were having and the things that they wanted to do or the things that they were kind of, the lifestyle that they might have been leading me into and doing things like getting boyfriends and sexual experiences and that kind of thing. I just never had that friend-style relationship with my mum. She was always very much my mother figure and we didn't really, I, I find it really hard to go to her and say, I feel worried about this or... I'm not sure what to do about this boy. I just never would have spoken to her about that. So it kind of left me with maybe a few less options. So looking back, I think I would have really benefited from just having someone who was maybe a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit more experienced, but still a good role model rather than just being that older kid that you want to be like who's maybe you're kind of idealizing you know like the bad girl at school like someone who's not like that but who could have actually given me slightly more tailored realistic age-appropriate advice rather than maybe like my parents just saying no don't do that (laughs) which maybe wasn't always what they were doing but they just weren't in that world and I didn't have other people to kind of help me in that sense which is a minor point but I think having friendship groups that cross ages and generations that are outside your family is really important. You know, that's a good point. We're very stratified in age groups at school, and that that might be actually, in hindsight, a little bit detrimental. That there's there's not a lot of occasions for you to, apart from maybe things like drama club or something, where you can just hang out with someone from a different age group. Yeah, and Mm. I think at school there's that, like you were saying you know it's quite hierarchical and how many girls in the sixth form want to actively take time to go and check that the year sevens are okay and Mm. talk to them about things but their experience is so much more relevant Mm. than maybe some other people that actually you're talking to so is the idea with girls talk to kind of roll out like pure role models within schools what do you see yeah it's going to be a team of like women like the ones sitting around here right now it's not it's exactly what you said it's obviously there'll be like women educating all sort you know ones who are we've got a girl coming on who's just got out of university from um studying mental health you know we're gonna want all these particular girls who know all of this stuff you know obviously it's important but it is about having someone you know who comes into your school, who's around, not the same age, but, you know, not too far off that you can relate to and who speaks from experience and who doesn't go, no, you shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't take drugs. No, you shouldn't. Like, we all are going to make mistakes. We're all going to experiment. But, like, wouldn't it be great if we could hear, like, okay, but how did you get through it? Why didn't you do that? How, you know... Did you do it for yourself? Like, you know, it's just having that role model. But, you know, that's not a teacher. And not, like, three times your age. So you don't think that... um, I trained as a teacher, and I do kind of agree with you that that you you need a lot of boundaries in teaching for just by by the nature of what you're paid to do. Um, But from your perspective as a non-teacher, 
why do you think the teachers can't take that role? I just could think they're always going to... It's about getting on the same level. There can be absolutely no hierarchy. And I think immediately as a teacher, you've just already got that. And that's why, you know, the girls that I speak to speak so opening, like openly with me because I give them, we, I meet them 50-50. I give them as much as they give back to me, you know, as they give to me. I share with them and they share back to me. It only works like that. So it's, you know, it's, it's intense for me as well because I'm sharing things and processing things that I might not necessarily want to talk about to talk about but I think I really believe that's how it works so it sounds like you're getting a lot from this as well personally yeah yeah 100%, 100%. and have you learned anything in particular from since you started girls talk that's helping you with your own recovery and also just moving forward mm. I think just that On a daily basis, just this, just the strength that some of these girls have and their ability to, their honesty and their, their bravery and their, the way they ask for help, that really just is something that I'm like really inspired by every day because I still find it hard to like pick up the phone and tell someone how I'm feeling. So. That they drill that into my head every day. Especially for someone who's very young as well. I think taking that step to actually say, I need help and I'm going to talk about it, yeah. is a huge deal. You know, sharing it? their whole story with me and really... It's... I, I, there's nothing... I, I mean, I think that's the most inspiring thing in the world to a complete stranger. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show and telling us all about it. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck with the platform and how it grows and really looking forward to hearing more about how different schools get involved and hopefully how lots of girls you know, feel inspired and learn a lot as well. Um, so thank you very much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I think that's all we've got time for. Um, so we have a track to play us out. It is... TLC with Girl Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Cause I told my homegirl that it